Wow, wow, wow. Came to church today even when the 49ers made a trade for Christian McCaffrey. Wow. They need something to happen, that's for sure. <laughs> what an honor it is to be here. Celebration. Thank you, Pastor Randy and Cherie. Absolutely an honor to be in what I truly believe to be one of the greatest churches in the world. And let's show honor where honors do. Can we give it up for Pastor Randy and Cherie Han? Wow. Absolutely incredible. Well, listen, a couple of weeks ago, um, Pastor Randy released a word called beauty for ashes. And uh, in that, he, he began to share how he had an encounter with God. And he said that he had only had this kind of an encounter with God maybe one other time. He was listening to a podcast and he, he was running and he said all of a sudden he was so transported by the power of God that he ended up on, on the ground. He didn't know how he got there, but he ended up on the ground. God literally was working healing in him and what the minister was talking about was how the last couple of years have been very difficult. There have been, there have been hurt. There have been losses. There's been all kinds of things that have really created some, some ashes in people's lives. And he said that, he said, as I was talking to Pastor Randy, he said, you know, there's something powerful. Because sometimes in faith circles, we don't even like to acknowledge that there is any pain. But sometimes there's something powerful in acknowledging that there is pain, there is hurt, but we believe we have the answer for the pain. And he said, so he said, we need to acknowledge the pain, but we're not going to park in the pain. And here's what the man of God said. He said, give God your ashes. And then out of this message, Pastor Randy released the word on beauty for ashes. And so if you weren't here a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night when he began to release it, I'm going to do just a little bit of review, and then we're going to get into some of what I believe is revelation and a now word for you and your family. Come on, if you believe it, somebody say yes. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can open them to Isaiah chapter 61, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Isaiah chapter 61, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4, and it says, and the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Anybody grateful for the anointing in this place? Yeah, yeah. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted Raiders fans. Amen. I don't, not exactly sure how that got in there, but uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those Raiders fan who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Notice, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And then he says, and so that you can begin to go and rebuild the ruined cities. Rebuild what God is doing. Move forward in what God is doing. I know you went through these things, but how many of you know God has a plan for us to take more territory than we've ever seen in the past? Okay? All right. So, 
Holy Spirit, anoint these words and change people's lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Um, we all have ashes because all of us have been burned in life. We all know what it's like, and we know what it feels like to be burned, maybe burned by a past relationship. Anybody ever been burned by a past or an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend? And I, I think the silence speaks for itself. Some of you still working some bitterness out of your heart right now. Right? When I said ex-girlfriend, like cuss words came up in your mind. You're like, no, Lord, sanctify, sanctify. <laughs> like, I'm saved, but I'm not all the way saved. No. Listen, man, we've, we've been burned. And, hey, listen, man, I'm telling you, maybe you got burned by an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, but how many of you have ever seen somebody from the past on Facebook today, and you're like, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I. Uh, people kept asking me, hey, is Liz here? Is Liz here? I said, no, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm the consolation prize. It's good. So, so my wife is Liz, and she's hot. I love you, babe. Amen. So, all right. So it, uh, we've all been burned in life, right? Burned by maybe a bad business deal or burned financially in an investment. Maybe burned by a friend that stabbed you in the back. Um, been burned by a shady mechanic. Come on, am I talking to anybody in here? Yeah. I remember one time I took my car uh, in, it was my truck, it was a good truck, solid truck, had it for years, took it in, and they wanted to, uh, they said, oh yeah, we'll check it out, and so they checked it out, and they came back and said it's going to be something like $2,700, and I said, thank you, but no thank you, and uh, my brother-in-law's a mechanic, so I took it to him, and he checked it all out, looked at all the internals and everything, and he came back to me and said, yeah, I checked it all out, and uh, turns out you had a bad spark plug. How many of you know that would have been the most expensive spark plug I'd ever bought in my life? Because we've all been burned in different areas um, in life. Burned by a crooked salesman. This is, a, this is an awesome car. It's beautiful. Look at it. And he knows it's not an awesome car. He just got it from Satan earlier that morning. The license plate has 666 on it. Come on, somebody. No, it's not a good car. He's a crooked salesman, and he needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So... So, but we've been burned, and, and I, I'm using some humor, but, but we've been burned also by, by things that are serious, by tragedy, by, by disappointment. We've, man, we've been burned by significant losses in life. And, and here's another one that maybe we'll talk a little bit about this morning, but we've, we've been burned by ourselves. And so we're, we're going to talk, and, and listen, and when we're burned, there's ashes as a result. The ashes are there as a result. What are ashes? Ashes are the burned remains of something that was once promising or valuable. The burned remains of something that was once promising or valuable. In biblical times, they would put ashes on their head as a sign of mourning tragedy, loss, or guilt and shame. So anytime you saw somebody... In, when they had ashes, sackcloth and ashes, they were mourning. They were mourning loss. They were mourning tragedy. Or they were mourning shame, condemnation, or guilt. So you could say it like this. They, they, were, they were putting ashes on their head as an act of penance. When I studied it out, ashes were on their head as an act of penance. You know what penance is? It's an outward demonstration of, of um, self, self-harm, self uh, well, let me, let me read it so, I, so that I get it right. Um, voluntary self-punishment for having done wrong. 
So they had ashes on their head as voluntary self-punishment for things they have done wrong. And some of us are still sitting in ashes because of some of the mistakes that we've made in the past. Notice, notice, this is, this is significant. Notice the ashes were on their head. Because the enemy wants ashes on your mind all the time. Wants ashes of past failures. Wants ashes of, of tragedy that you've experienced. Ashes of you being a victim. Ashes of the hurt and the pain. That Because the devil knows as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Where the mind goes... The life follows. So the enemy wants ashes on your mind, but God wants beauty on your mind because we still serve a God who gives you beauty for ashes. Come on, if there's any faith in the room, somebody say yes. Yeah. I love this. Ecclesiastes 3.11. God makes all things beautiful in his time. Woo, not some things. Not the easy things. God says he makes all things beautiful in his time. Listen, that word beautiful is a powerful word, church. The, that word beautiful means to have a full experience of the goodness of God. Okay, okay. So the word beautiful, God makes all things beautiful, means that you're going to have a full experience of the goodness of of God. So I came to prophesy, church, wherever you've had ashes, you're about to have a full experience of the goodness of God. Come on, does anybody believe that our God is a good God? The Bible says that he is good and he does good. I need to, listen, I don't, just by your response, I need to preach for a moment on the goodness of God. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Anybody glad that there's still power? There's still anointing and he went about doing good. Somebody say good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Bible says that our God is good and he does good. The Bible says surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. Am I talking to anybody in celebration who has tasted and seen that the Lord is good in my marriage? The Lord is good in my finances. The Lord is good in my mind. I, I, I can't get any help, but I'm asking somebody to remember that our God is a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You want to know how people give up? They stop believing that God is good to them. But the Bible says God wants to, instead of ashes, he wants to give us a full experience of the goodness of God. Wow, not going to give up because we're going to believe in the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And so, so God is good, he does good, and the word for you this morning is that you're going to have a full experience. Come on, somebody needs to catch this. You're going to have a full experience of the goodness of God wherever you've had ashes in your life. Hallelujah. He's done it before. We're about to see him do it again. Beauty for ashes. Now, ashes represents the past. Ashes represent something that has already happened. It may be affecting you today, but it happened in the past. God said this to me. He says, you can't hang out in the ashes and expect to get rid of the ashes. The enemy wants you hanging out in those ashes 
And here's what God said. He said, ashes are in your past, but beauty's in your future. That's why the Bible says, forgetting those things which are behind me, pressing forward to the things which are before me, because God has good things in front of you. We serve a good God. He does good things, and he says he saves the best wine for last. The latter rain of the house is greater than the former rain. So I don't care whatever good thing you've experienced. I came to tell somebody the best is still yet to come because we serve a good God. Okay? So I love this, right? The enemy, oh, Jesus. The enemy wants you stuck in what was so that you are unable to embrace what is coming. Because he has good things coming to you. Beauty for ashes is coming for you. Now, I love this. Wow. God gave me this, and I feel like it's, it's powerful. Beauty for ashes is when something in your life didn't turn out the way you imagined it would, when it gets replaced by something that is better than what you could have imagined. Acts chapter 3, just because I have so much to get to. Acts chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 2 through 11. And a certain man, laying from his mother's womb, came, they came, they brought carried, laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. Somebody say Beautiful. Because God's going to give us beauty for ashes. To ask for alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. Fixing his eyes on them. With Peter, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention. Notice that. Expecting, someone say expecting. Expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But such as I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up, stood up and walked. And entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that he was the man who was sitting begging at alms at the gate called Beautiful right in front of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow. This man's life was a pile of ashes. He was crippled. He never walked from his mother's womb, and they laid him daily at a gate called Beautiful in front of the temple. I think it's significant that we don't even know this gentleman's name, but we know his condition. Isn't it sad that some people might know you by your condition and they don't even know your name? They don't know your name is Bob, but they do know that you went to jail. They don't know your name is Sally, but they do know you've been divorced twice. They don't, know, they don't know your name is Marco, but they know you haven't been able to hold down a job. It's a very sad thing when people know you by your condition, and they don't even care enough to know your name. But is anybody glad that when people don't know your name, Jesus knows your name? The, 
The Bible says that before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you, he set you apart, he created you for a reason and for a purpose. Just because they don't know your name doesn't mean he doesn't know your name. And I came to tell you, promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west. Promotion comes from God. So you don't have to be concerned about pleasing anybody else. If you'll just go after God, he'll take your life from level to level to level. Am I talking to anybody in here who's ever seen God raise? you up. I came to tell you he'll pick your feet up from the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock because my God is good and he does good. Is anybody ready for beauty for ashes? Oh come on church I think we can do a little bit better. Yeah 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 and I feel the Lord say every time you shout the pain's getting less. Every time you shout, the pain's going to leave a little bit more. And the pain's going to leave a little bit more. The Bible says, I will not be silent because if I'm silent, the rocks will cry out in my place. The devil doesn't want you to praise because when you praise, walls still fall down. Is there any praise in the house of God? To Come on, we got to praise him for every good thing that he's done. He saved you. He forgave your sin. He, he healed your body. He set you free. Somebody shout, yeah. I came to tell somebody, you're getting ready to see beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. He wants you thinking that all you're going to deal with is more ashes. I came to tell him, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I'm about to see beauty for ashes. I feel my help coming in here this morning. They did not know his identity, but they did know his condition. Jesus knows your name, and Jesus shows up and said, listen, they may not know your name, and they label you by, by your condition, but I have something more powerful than your condition because I'm giving you a new position. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I came to tell somebody, you are not who the devil says that you are. You are who God says that you are. You are anointed. You are called. You are chosen. God has a plan. Yeah, somebody. You say, why is, this, why is this important? Why are you so excited? Did you drink a Red Bull? No, because I know that before the devil can rob you of your destiny, he has to mess with your identity. Because if he can get you believing that you're somebody that you're not, he can get you to go somewhere that you know you should not be. Woo! Oh, I, I, I feel my help coming in here. Because listen, the devil figured you out. Sheesh! Devil figured you out. The devil doesn't know everything, but he does know some things. And he figured you out. And you, you ever, <laughs> some of you think you're doing worse, but you're really doing better because the enemy sent a few extra demons your way because he, he doesn't have unlimited resources. So if you're a threat, there might be a little bit more attack. 
But the good news is the fire's not going to burn you. The fire's going to cause gold to come out shining stronger than ever before. If somebody believes I'm not about to be burned in the fire, I'm coming. Ah. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't even get all the words out, but I know it's anointed. Hallelujah. Shout. Thank God for a church Listen, where they're not concerned about it sounding perfect because they figured out that there's something more powerful than sweet-sounding words. It's called the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and it can remove depression off of you. I feel like there's some people who came in about to be depressed, but the faith of God is rising on the inside saying, I'm going to see beauty. inflation your blessings about to get inflated God says for every time the devil tried to inflate your bills I'm just going to inflate your blessing and what the devil meant for evil God's about to turn around for good the wealth of the wicked stored up for the just somebody shout yeah Is this okay? Like, oh, the white boy's kind of excited. Oh. Because I know how the devil lies, man. I know how the devil lies and what he tries to do. And so he figured you out. He figured you. He thought he figured you. Because the Bible says if Satan, if the devil had known what was going to happen, when they tried to crucify, how stupid can you be? I feel like having some fun. Is this all right? I have a good idea. Let's crucify the Lord of glory. Let's try to kill him. The Bible says if they had known, they would have never crucified. Because he went down, but he did not stay down. On the, is anybody grateful that on the third day Jesus rose again with all power in his hands? And because he rose again, you better get ready. Victory's about to show up in your life. Okay. So, so the devil thought he had Jesus figured out, but he didn't have him figured out. In fact, the whole thing backfired on the devil because three days later Jesus walked up into hell. Said, oh, you thought this was yours? Give me my keys. You little chump. Is anybody with me ready to call the devil a liar and say, devil, you are underneath my feet? You know what I feel in here? I feel a spirit of a fight back. Ah, I, come on. Come on, we may just kind of stand. Oh, here's another head. Here's another head. And Jesus is saying, get your fist back up because if you don't quit, the fight's already been fixed. You're about to win in your finances. You're about to win in your... Somebody shout it. I heard somebody say, they got real sad when they found out wrestling was scripted. I'm going to be real. I don't know how grown, grown, 
people can spend their time. But hey, you know, different strokes for different folks. But he was sad when they, when they found out, when he found out wrestling was scripted. And he talked to the wrestler and said, I'm so sad, man. I, I found out it was, it was scripted. The fight was fixed. And he said, well, the fight is fixed. But the blows you take in the ring, you, you still feel. Just because Jesus has already won the, the victory doesn't mean you won't feel some of the stuff going on in the ring. And when you're feeling the pain going on in the fight, the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life for which you were called and made profession in front of many witnesses. So there's a fight going on, and you might be feeling some pain, but I came to remind somebody that the fight has already been fixed. And if you don't quit, you're going to win on the other side. Hallelujah. Wow, wow, wow. Are you getting anything good so far? Okay. So... This man, wow, I feel like I need to say this. I didn't know if I was going to spend much time on here, but I just have to cut down somewhere else. Um, his identity, nobody knew his identity. Oh, man. Nobody knew his identity. Nobody cared to know his name. You ever found out that when you're going through stuff, seems like less and less people care about you. Because there's fair-weather friends that want to be your friends based upon what you can do for them. But then when you go through something, crickets. And this man had been sitting there from his mother's womb lame, and we don't know his name. We don't know his identity. We know his condition. And I can remember in the Bible, there's... Three Hebrew boys that the enemy, their enemy named them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen to this. Shadrach, <laughs> Shadrach's name is Hananiah. The word Hananiah means gift of the Lord. And then Shadrach means command of the moon god. So their enemy tried to give them a name that would disconnect them from their God. Mishael, the word Mishael means what, what and who God is. Meshach, the name of, that the enemy tried to give them, means who is like an unknown God or like a coup. Azariah, the word Azariah means Jehovah helps. My God. His name, Azariah, means God, Jehovah helps helps but the name his enemy tried to give him means god of science and literature my lord because i feel like one of the things that is assaulting believers identity is this rising notion that science and literature have more to offer than the word of god and i just came to tell somebody they didn't let their in oh my god the bible said y'all ready for this are y'all ready for this? Jesus, mighty God. Um, the Bible says that the prince of the eunuchs tried to name them. 
So somebody who could not produce anything in his life or the next generation tried to name somebody else. I came to tell somebody, don't let that joker name you. He's not producing anything in his life. Don't let your friends name you. And definitely don't let the enemy name you. You are not who the devil says you are. You are who God says you are. Okay. Someone say, moving on. He was set at the beautiful gate. But there's a difference between being set at a beautiful gate and being able to enter into a beautiful place. Come on, stick with me here. Can, can you give me about five more minutes? Cool, five, ten. No, I'm just playing. Here we go. Okay. God has a beautiful place for you and for your family. Beauty for ashes. How did this man receive beauty for ashes? Number one, he heard now stick with me here, because we're going to close it down. He heard anointed words. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. I came to tell you, church, that anointed words are different than normal words. Anointed words, like when Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand. And his hand was made as whole as the other one. I just heard the Lord say, the anointing can cause you to go from half to double. Come on, come on, that's revelation. Because when I was talking to Pastor Randy, he said, hey, we're going to receive beauty for ashes because, someone say because... Because there's broken cities we're going to rebuild. We're going to take territory we've never seen. And we're going to get double. Come on, somebody say double. The anointed words can cause you to go from half to double. Hallelujah. Jesus, I just heard the Lord say, somebody who it's felt like your reach is too short, you haven't been able to accomplish the things that are in your heart, God is just saying the anointing right now, if you'll receive it, is going to take you from a place of half to double. Hallelujah. In the next six months, you're going to see double come to you. Come on, if you believe that, somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Anointed words like this, cast your nets on the other side. They fished all night. And Jesus said, put your nets on the other side. And when they heard anointed words, there were so many fish that came into the boat. It was a net-breaking, boat-sinking breakthrough because anointed words can change everything. Hallelujah. Like, like when Jesus said to the storm, peace, be still. I came to tell somebody, anointed words can stop storms. Hallelujah. And so anointed words stop storms, anointed words. He heard anointed words. And this is why you come to church. You don't come to church to hear inspirational words. You don't come to church to hear trendy words. You come to church to hear the anointed words of God. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I came to tell you that anointed words can bring peace to your mind. Anointed words can bring healing to your body. Anointed words can bring freedom into your life. Come on, if you believe it, somebody praise God for anointed words. Hear me, anointed words can change seasons. About this time tomorrow, there, <laughs> there had been a famine in the land, 
and a man of God showed up with an anointed word. Oh, Jesus. That's what I'm trying to get you to realize. This beauty for ashes thing is not just a message. It is a word from heaven. That's why God is building expectation because you're about to see God's beauty in exchange for ashes. Hallelujah. All right. So, so number one, he heard anointed words. Number two, he directed his attention. Peter said, look at us. There's a lot of things I could say about this because Peter represents uh, the, the apostolic and John represents the prophetic. And so sometimes you've got to keep your eyes on the anointed men and women of God in your life, not just on Fox News or CNN News. Oh, y'all don't like that? But you know what shocked me? I heard a preacher say, he said, tell the church they're going to come back to me. For instead of their unfaithfulness, they're going to come back to me. And the preacher said, where were they unfaithful? He said, the church has gone whoring with politics. Because if we're not careful, people are looking more at the political environment more than they are the anointed word of God. I came to tell you, I don't care what party you're a part of. Come on, Washington can't change America, but the Lamb of God can change America. We got to keep our eyes on him. Okay, so he directed his attention. He looked at him. Here's Here's what God is saying. There's so many things fighting for your attention, church. So many things on your phone, so many things in the world, so many things in life. A lot of those things aren't bad, but they're just fighting for your attention. But you would be amazed at what God can do if you start choosing to give him your attention. Anybody ever found out that the more you give him more your attention, the more pleasurable it becomes? Because you find out he's more beautiful than anything else my eyes could ever look at. He's the beautiful one. Come on, he's the fairest of 10,000. Jesus. And so, and, and I'll just prove my point with a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 20. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For my words are life to those who find them, and they are medicine to all their flesh. If you will give your attention to the word of God, give your attention to the presence of God, you will be amazed at what God can do in your life. He'll give you beauty for ashes if you will begin to give your attention. Quit allowing things to steal your attention here and steal your attention there. He's saying, hey, give me your attention. Isn't it amazing that when you start looking at him, you start looking more like him? Let me, I want to go, well, I just, can I say one more thing about attention? Okay. Remember, remember in the Old Testament, the Bible says snakes came into the camp, started biting different people, and people were dying. Kind of like some of the things we're seeing in culture today, in society today, people dying from different things. And God put a snake on a pole and lifted it up, a brazen serpent lifted it up, 
And it was a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ on the cross because he was made sin. A snake is a type of sin. And so Jesus Christ, it was a type and a shadow of Jesus being lifted up on the cross. And the Bible says everybody who gazed at the snake on the pole was healed of the infection of the thing that the snake had bit them. I came to tell you, I don't know what you're dealing with and what has been biting you, but if you can get your gaze back on the Son of God, I came to tell you that poison's about to leave your life beauty for ash number one he heard anointed words number two he gave he directed his attention wow number three in closing he expected to receive something good Now, he was expecting something like pocket change. It was good, but hear me, church. Hear me. God didn't meet his expectations. God exceeded his expectations. Come on, has anybody in here ever seen God exceed your expectations? Because God is so good. God exceeds expectations. Remember in the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, even if we went to the store and bought food, we wouldn't even have enough to feed everybody a little bit. And Jesus said, bring what you have to me. The Bible says he, he blessed it, he broke it, he multiplied it, fed everybody that was there, not 5,000, not including women and children, and there were baskets left over because our God doesn't just meet expectations, he exceeds expectations. Woo! So what can God do in the remainder of 2022? I came to tell you, for those who can receive it by faith, he's going to exceed your expectations. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all you can think or imagine, God will exceed your expectations. Wow. I love this. I love this right here. The Bible says, the Bible says that his feet and ankle bones received strength. Somebody say strength. Yeah. And here's what God said to me. Notice his feet and ankle bones, his condition, his identity, that's what made him a beggar. So he didn't get to go into the temple. He didn't get to go into the beautiful place. He had to sit outside. The, is this all right? He had to sit outside the beautiful place. But the Bible says that when he was pulled up on his feet and Jesus healed, he brought strength to his ankle bones and feet. Listen to me now. I love this. Strength came to the areas of his life that had kept him from going in to the beautiful place. And I hear the Lord say by the power of the Holy Spirit that strength is coming to the areas of your life that have kept you out of God's beautiful place for you. Man, I feel the presence of God on that. God has a beautiful place for your marriage. God has a beautiful place for your finances. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich. I came to tell somebody, you are recession proof. I said, you are recession proof. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. Adds no sorrow with it. 
The Bible says, listen, when you honor the Lord, that your vats will overflow with new wine and your barns will overflow with, with grain. I came to tell you, don't let the devil lie to you. You're not a victim of inflation. You are a blessed child of the Most High God. And when other people are going down, you're going to be going up. Hallelujah. Listen, I said all that because God has a beautiful place for your finances. Come on, come on. In your mind, by faith, in your heart, by faith, begin to see the beautiful place that God has for your marriage, the beautiful place God has for your finances, the beautiful place God has for your health. Where have you been longing to go but been stuck on the... Tom knows. Didn't have hearing for 10 years. And in a day, I didn't even know I was watching that service, bro. I was, I was just watching the service, and then all of a sudden, there you are in the keys. And I saw the whole thing transpire. I don't know what he went there expecting, but my guess is God exceeded his expectations. God has a beautiful, is anybody listening to me? God has a beautiful place for you. Where have you been longing to go but been stuck on the outside? God says strength is coming to the areas of your life that have kept you from a beautiful place. Woo! So you know what I just heard? Weaknesses, strength is going to be replaced instead of weakness. And instead of being on the outside looking in, you're going to get to walk into that good place God has for you. Come on, does anybody believe God has a good place for you? God says, I know the plans I have towards you, plans of good. Somebody shout good not of evil plans to give you a future filled with hope man I, I just I just feel that right there strength strength is coming to the areas of your life that have kept you out of the beautiful place that God has for you destinies and callings that have been ignored or you've been tempted to walk away from because there's some weakness. God says if you'll receive this by faith, strength is coming to those areas so you can step into the beautiful place God has for you. Hallelujah. Wow, wow, wow. Here's, here's my last. I have more. There's no way I can get to it, but I'll close with this. The Bible said that Everybody in the temple, when they saw this man walk, walking and jumping and leaping and praising God, the Bible says that they were filled with wonder. Somebody say wonder. I heard the Lord say, some of you are going to get your wonder back. Now, let, let, me, let me explain what I mean. Do you know this? Do you know that Jesus, one of Jesus' names is wonderful? Wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting father of the government uh, that will be upon his shoulders. There shall be no end. Jesus is full of wonder. And God says, some of you are about to get your wonder back. Here's what the Lord told me. He said, tell them instead of wondering what the enemy's going to do next. You're going to start to wonder what is my God about to do next. I wonder what God's going to do in my family. I wonder what God's going to do in my finances. I, I don't want 
to be in, in here by myself. Is anybody ready to get your wonder back? Listen to this. Here's what, here's what wonder means. A feeling of surprise. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful. He's the wonderful one who gives you beauty for ashes. going to stand on the outside. Man, I, man, you're not going to stand on the outside of that beautiful place anymore. Strength is coming to you. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. But before I do, if you'll bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're in this place, the Bible says that Jesus is as close as, as the mention of his name. The Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, if that's you, on the count of three, I want to I pray with you. Secondly, you say, I'm here, but I've known, and I've known God, but I'm far from him. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand, and we're going to pray with you and pray for you. A prayer that I believe will change your life. One, two, three. Lift them up all over the house. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. So many hands. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, everybody in this place, pray this prayer with me. Say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died and you were raised for my salvation. Forgive me of my sin. I thank you that you are helping me, leading me, guiding me. Because, Jesus, you are my Savior and my Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Hey! Wow. I want the team to, we're going to enter into just a moment of worship, and then I'm going to pray with you. So I want you to begin to, in your heart, begin to believe, begin to expect beauty for ashes. And I'm going to begin to pray for you in just a moment. Man, I sense the anointing coming in this place. Whew. I heard the Lord say, tell them I'm here for them. I'm not here for a show. I'm here for them. Whatever it is you're dealing with, the master is in this place to bring healing, to bring restoration, and to bring beauty for ashes. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet and let's, let's worship just for a moment. You give beauty for ashes. Turn my sorrows to joy I'll never be the same It's changing for the better now You give beauty for ashes Turn my sorrows to joy And I'll never be the same It's changing for the better now You give beauty for ashes Turn my 
been weakness I even hear the Lord say where there's been physical weakness I send the anointed word of God into your physical body and command every weakness problems in the blood problems in the bones problems in the immune system I speak to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and command you to be healed in Jesus name migraine headaches be healed in Jesus name asthma be healed in Jesus name come on church believe with me in the name of Jesus and right now I speak to those weaknesses those areas that have kept people out of the beautiful place that God has for them and I command strength be made strong in Jesus name be made strong in Jesus come on there's the strength of the Lord be made strong hallelujah say this with me say I am strong hallelujah again say I am strong 
I declare right now, his strength is being made perfect in weakness. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. Come on, just for a moment. The Lord's not quite finished. Strength is coming right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Strength. Strength. Whew. Hallelujah. Strength. Whew. I hear the Lord. If, if, you're, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. We declare strength is coming to you in Jesus' name. Beauty for ashes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, one more time. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 